Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. That'd be okay if you was doing that for me. Y'all know that, right? Praise the Lord this morning, everyone. Yes, Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. It's about that time, y'all. But before we do anything, I ask y'all to pray my strength in the Lord. Amen? Let every heart pray. Father, we do thank you in Jesus' name for your goodness, grace, and mercy. And, Daddy, I bow humbly before your throne of mercy this morning to give you all praise, honor, and glory. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, only a fool would be daring to rob you of your glory. So, Master, I just give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for every soul that's represented here, Lord God, for every home that's represented here today, Father God, for every home and every soul that's represented online, Father God. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And, Daddy, we pray that you will sanctify our hearts to hear from heaven this morning what thus saith the Lord in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would speak to me and speak through me what thus saith the Lord. Daddy, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that's never lost his power. Now, Master, as we we go forward in the service, Holy Spirit, we pray, sir, that you would have your own way, and we give you all praise, all honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, and the church said, amen, amen. I want to tell you all up front, it doesn't hurt to smile. (laughs) He said he thinks he's funny. I am. Bless God. Even though my kids don't think so, I am. (laughs) Glory to Jesus. So, I just come with this gospel public service announcement, and I pray that y'all receive it, okay? And and don't shoot the messenger, because he might shoot back. Lord, forgive me. (laughs) Amen. Y'all already know how I roll, man. If y'all can't have fun in the house of God, then I feel for you. Amen? Glory to God. I know I'm a clown. Y'all don't have to tell me. Hello. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) But I love Jesus. Amen. And I believe and I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Amen. All the days of my life. Hallelujah. Psalms 139 for a focused scripture this morning. Psalms 139 verses 1 through 24. Psalms 139 verses 1 through 24. We are here in, this morning, and uh, you think about it, and uh, you think about what King David was going through and had been going through, bless God. And, uh, you know, as I was studying this message, uh, Brother Les, there was something that came up in my heart, and it said, God has smiled on me. He has said, me free. God has smiled on me. He's been good 
to me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. So I tell you that God has smiled on me. He has set me free. And God has smiled on me. He's been good to me. Amen. Glory to Jesus. I wish that I could get one witness this morning. Amen. That knew that despite how my wife or my husband may be treating me, despite how my kids may be acting, amen, despite sometimes how my parents may be acting, despite how those folks at the church may be acting, you got to know that you know that you know that God has smiled on you, amen. If you're still living and breathing and the blood is running warm in your veins, God saw fit to smile on you, amen. He saw fit to allow the Holy Spirit to come into the room this morning and wake you up, amen. God smiled on you, amen. When you weren't fit to live, when you weren't ready to die, amen, God breathed the breath of life and he smiled on you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because you're not just supposed to be here. Make no mistake about it. My bank account is nice. And? If God didn't smile on you, amen, and he snatched your life from you, that wouldn't mean nothing. It wouldn't be yours no more. And a uh, little side note, it belongs to God anyway. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Woo, come on, somebody. Now we're ready, okay? Now we're ready. Psalms 139. Hallelujah. Verse, starting at verse number one, and you think about what King David was going through, amen, and realizing, amen, that he, had, he, he, he really wasn't fit to live. But because of the grace and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen, because of the Lord God Almighty, amen, God spared his life. Come on, somebody. Verse number one, it reads as such. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O oh Lord. Let's get started. King David was sitting one day, amen, and the Spirit of God was moving inside of him. And he said, O oh Lord. King David, check this out, church, he was reverencing, reverencing God. He said, O oh Lord, Lord God Jehovah, Yahweh, the sovereign God, amen, the Lord God Almighty, the one true God, there is none like you, El Shaddai and Elohim. He said, O oh Lord. Why is that so powerful, church? Well, I'm glad you asked. Amen. You see, our souls should tremble when, the, when we say the Lord God Almighty's name. 
Come on, somebody. Our souls should tremble when we cry out to the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. But what has happened in this world is that sometimes we just take God for granted. Hello. And because through the years you begin to depend on self instead of depending on Jesus, that we have lost the reverence for the true and living God. But when David found himself in a particular terrible situation, he said, Oh, Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, amen, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikhinu. Listen, he said, you are the sovereign God. And my soul is trembling in your presence. Some of y'all thought y'all was just getting dressed to come to the river today. But you didn't know you was on the encounter of a true and living God. Amen. If you want a witness for that, call up the Apostle Paul and say, Paul, what happened on the road to Damascus, Syria? He said, I encountered a true and living God. And I'm not going to lie to you, brother. Despite all the weights that I might lift, when I get in the presence of God, tears begin to flow, man. Not just in my eyes, but in my soul. And see, that's what we got to get back to. I love when my brother come up here to lead communion and our dear sister opened up. And, and there was something that they said that made me think about this. When you cry out to the true and living God, when you realize who hung, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and for mine, oh, Lord. Amen. That's the first verse, y'all. Amen. He said, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You, in other words, Lord, you have looked deep inside my heart and in my soul, and you know all about me. Bless God. I want to ask you a question, church, and you be honest with yourself. Don't tell on yourself out loud. But if God searched you right now, and what the condition of your heart right now, would he find it to be clean and pure and holy? Amen. Yeah, we got to move. We will move for the sake of time. Church, oftentimes, we don't let people get to know us completely because we are too afraid that they will discover something that they won't like. So what a lot of church folks have gotten good at doing is they send their ambassador. But see, someday at some point, the real you's got to show up. Amen? And see, when the real you shows up, will the real you line up with your ambassador that you sent? Help me, Holy Ghost. They're getting real quiet, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> hey, Mom, I know it's sinking in. I know they just letting it marinate a little bit. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you all something, church. I always say this. It ain't nothing I would dare say to you all that the Holy Spirit didn't deal with me on first. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. I'm just a crybaby. I'm just going to tell you all flat out. Because even in just saying that, I just feel like breaking down. Because I fear the Lord. I reverence the Lord God Almighty. Amen? Oh, I love you all, man. Mm. Help me, Holy Ghost. Listen, the Bible says this in 1 Chronicles 28 and 9. The Bible says this. When King David was talking to his son, 
concerning the Lord God Almighty. Listen to what he said, brother. He said, and you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with whole, serve him wholeheartedly with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. God's word backs itself. Amen? See, check this out, church. God knows absolutely everything about us and even in the most intimate details of our life. And yet, he accepts us and he loves us. You know, I like, I don't have nothing against people talking about how they pursue God. But do you know he pursues you? Do you know that he loved you first before you ever loved him? That's why he created you. That's why he created me. And check this out, church. It is not just that God knows everything. He knows us. It is not just that God is everywhere. He is everywhere with us. Y'all hear me? It is not that just God created everything. He created us. Come on, somebody. Bless God. And check this out. As Jesus would later say, God knows the number of hairs on our head or the follicles. <laughs> y'all better stop before y'all won't make it to heaven. Amen. Our God is awesome. <laughs> Amen. He knows. Bless God. He knows. Verse number five picks up reading. It says, you hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain or to comprehend. Can you hear me now? See, when God had uh, hemmed in King David, it meant that he was, he, God has totally, he has totally surrounded us. He has totally surrounded us, and God protects us on all of our sides by his glorious goodness, grace, and mercy. Can I get a witness today? Check this out. Not only does God go before us, but he also walks behind us and alongside of us. And I'm so grateful I heard an old song. Y'all know I like to sing, right? And you know the old songwriter had wrote a song that maybe y'all remember. The song said, and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. Y'all know that? God hemmed you in on all sides. Church, make no mistake about it. See, we are confined by God. Now watch this. We are confined by God, but, and we are commissioned by God to share this great gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. We are confined by God, but we are not restricted by God. Amen? We are commissioned by God by the power of the Holy Spirit, to share this great gospel. Isn't that wonderful to know? That somebody can be sitting in your chair, and then the Holy Spirit will say to you, and you know what happened. Speak to them. Tell them I love them. Amen? Because you are confined by God, and you are commissioned to God, 
to preach the gospel of God in Christ Jesus. Am I right? Amen. Come on, somebody. They come to your business. Now watch this, church, because it's going to happen to you this week. They come into where you work, and you standing there right in front of this individual, and the Spirit of God says, tell them I love them. You inside your mind with your heart with the Lord saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, they look kind of rough. <laughs> tell them I love them. And then when you are obedient to God, you do what God says because he has you hemmed in, and he wants to hem them in. And you said, man, I don't even know why I'm saying this. Or, sis, I don't even know why I'm saying this to you. But I just want to tell you, Jesus loves you. And they break down right in front of you and go to crying. Amen. Because you were obedient to God, and you spoke the word of God in the time of God. Amen? Just what they needed. And they said, why do you say that to me? The Lord told me to say it. He wants to hem you in. He wants to protect you. He wants to bless you. They said, you didn't know it, but I was really going through something. Thank you. That's the God that we serve. Amen? Glory to Jesus. You see, and God hemmed David in on every side so that nothing could, could harm David. And nothing could come to David without first passing through God's permission. Y'all want to know how I know? Because if you call up Job, come on, church. Oh, God, I don't know why this is happening. If you listen to God, he said, I do. See, because nothing can happen to you without God's permission. And I'm so sick and tired, church, of church folks that say they're calling on the name of Jesus, but allowing the devil to kick them up all, all upside the head. When God has you hemmed in, in the name of Jesus, do you know that the devil has to get permission to mess with you? Oh, y'all don't feel this right now, but this, this, this gospel has a boomerang effect. <laughs> it's going to go out today, and then during the week, whoop, 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 pop. Oh, God, I get it. <laughs> Lord, I get it. You could have had a V8. Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> you better quit. You better stop away. Amen. That's the God that we serve, amen. With his divine protection, see, what was true for David is true for all of us because Jesus loves us just the same. And the scripture said, you laid your hand upon me. This was an expression of God's love and care for King David, and this is an expression of God's love and care for you and me. Make no mistake about it, church. That's the, Father, that's the God that we serve. He's no respecter of person. If you come by faith in the name of Jesus, believing and confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, God said, come on, baby, I got you. I'm 48 years old, just hit it a month ago. My mama still called me baby, and Jesus still called me baby. Come on, baby. I got you. Hey, man, I know y'all ain't going to have me back, but I'm going to get it in today. Bless God. Ooh, I almost fell. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> Lord, we got to move, y'all. Come on, y'all ready? Verse number seven, the Bible says this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. What is that scripture talking about? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
Watch this. If I go to the heavens, if I go up, if I go north, if I make my bed in the depths, if I go down, if I go south, amen? If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I'm in the east, you're there, Lord. If I settle on the far side of the sea, which in that point when David was speaking was in the west, you are there. Amen? So if I go up, if I go down, if I go to the left, if I go to the right, if I go to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, God, you are there. Look at God. Amen? He says, I got you surrounded on all sides. And, the, and, and, and son and daughter, I want you to know that there's nothing the enemy can do to you. He got to get permission to mess with you. Amen? But long as you may remain in my will, according to my holy word, he can't touch you. I heard him say, you can't touch this. He was lying. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> Woo! Amen. Hey, can, I, can, I, can I preach? <laughs> Jesus said you can't touch this. Amen. That's not even in my nose, bro. Like, I literally just made that up. <laughs> Ooh, that boy good. That boy good. <laughs> Check this out, church. King David knew that our God is omnipresent. Our God is present everywhere at the same time. King David knew that our God is omniscient. That means that the property of having complete and maximum knowledge of everything. King David knew that our God is omnipotent. God is all-powerful. That means God has a su supreme power and has no limitations and doesn't have to ask anybody. Amen, church? Hey, did y'all know that it is impossible for God to learn anything new? Do I have your attention? You want to know why? Because he already knows everything there is to know. That's the God that we serve. And see, he created the world and everything in it. So what is there, what is there new for God to learn? Isn't that awesome? Amen. Bless God. See, the scripture says this, and, and church, think about this during the week. In Romans 8, 38 and 39, to go along with that little verse of Scripture that we just read, listen, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? If I don't know anything else, I know Jesus loves me. Glory to God. I know that Jesus hung, bled, and died for me, but on the third day, he rose again with all power in his hand. And I know that there's nothing the enemy can do to snatch me out of the hand of God in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Pick up reading in verse number 11. The Bible says this. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you, Oh, God, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you, God. 
Woo, y'all better pay attention on this one. Church, have you ever struggled with a secret sin that it was no secret to God? Oh, wait a minute. Or perhaps you are in the grips of that sin right now. I got a message for you today then. A special message. Stop it now and repent. Stop it now and repent. Oh, I know how to go through the motions of church. I know how to be church-like, church-ish. Hello. I know all the right things to say. Stop it now, whatever it may be. A pastor told me years ago, he said, son, you better kill it before it kills you and everything else in your life. Glory to God. Trust me, I know from personal experience that you may look the part, but in your soul you're not being the part. Glory to God. And it's not about what I know or what one of the brothers and sisters may discover. It's about what Jesus knows. Amen? You better kill it before it kills you. That may be your only warning. That may be your last warning. Glory to God. Somebody says, Pastor, they said to me years ago, Pastor, why don't you preach about adultery? It's hard to preach about something you're caught up in. Amen. 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 See, I don't need nobody to tell on me. I can tell on myself. Glory to God. Why don't you preach about stealing? It's hard to preach about something you're caught up in. Got real quiet, didn't it? Amen. But that's the God that we serve. He's real. And when the Holy Spirit causes conviction, it should be real to you. It should be real to me. Amen. But it should lead us to repentance if we truly love God like we say we do. Because King David even knew it, but he knew it from experience, didn't he? He knew it from his situation with a lady named Bathsheba. Amen? And he knew it when that prophet, David, when that prophet Nathan came and said, David, I want to talk to you, king. And he told him a little story about a man with a little lamb. And he told him about how that man took that man's lamb, even though that man had every single lamb in the land. And he said, David, you are the man. And I want to say it's not just men, women too. Amen? Whatever that secret sin is, it's adultery, lying, drugs, alcohol. You understand what I'm saying? Stealing, whatever it is, you better kill it before it kills you. Glory to God. And I want to challenge you, church, to hold me accountable. Amen? Because you know what? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to deviate a little bit. Listen, I can't stand when a preacher's up there preaching and acting like he don't have no sins in his life. Oh, I'm keeping it real. I'm keep, you're lying. Amen? So I'm not coming in front of you to shake and fake. I need the Holy Spirit to keep me straight every day. Every day. Every hour of the day. Amen? That's a preacher I can trust. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. See, I'm going to tell you all this, church. In Luke 12, 2 through 3, the Bible says this. 
It says, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. And what you have whispered in the ear in the inner room will be proclaimed from the roofs. The word of God backs itself, right? Whatever you don't kill will kill you. David said, Lord, I know I did my dirt in the dark, but you sure enough brought it to the light. Glory to God. Y'all still love me. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Verse number 13, the Bible picks up reading. It says this. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Look at him. He said, Lord, you created me in my mother's womb. Every cell, every, every tissue, every synapse. Lord, you created that and you know it. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am perfected by you, God. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body all the days, all the days, all the days of our lives are ordained for me were written in your book before they came to be. Oh, they passed all of a sudden. No, they didn't. Amen? God knew. So let's, let's break this scripture down right quick, church, as we continue to move. Listen, the fact that God knows and cares for his children in the womb mean that, that means that God's concerned for life at conception. Did y'all hear me? It means that God is concerned for life at conception. It means that God's people should have the same responsibility also to know that God cares for the children in the womb. Amen? That's the word of God. If God cares at conception, shouldn't you as believers and child of God in Christ Jesus care at conception? Shouldn't you do everything to help support that individual to say, listen, God has a plan. Don't try to ruin God's plan. Despite the nature of how this situation came about, don't ruin God's plan. Because you're going to only end up ruining your own plan, not God's. Glory to Jesus. I know this may be a little bit heavy for some, including myself. Amen? But God is still in control, church. God is still on the throne. Glory to Jesus. Fearfully and wonderfully made. So I had to study that out, right? Because people always say that, I am so fearfully and wonderfully made. Tell me how. <laughs> See, listen, there is no accident babies in God's creation. God is still in control. So when I think about fearfully, when that's translated from the Hebrew, it means with great reverence or love, heartfelt interest, and with respect. So when you talk about I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, listen, you say God created me with great love to have a reverence of respect for him and for myself. You understand, church? A heartfelt interest in the things of God 
and a heartfelt interest in my life lining up with the word and the will of God in Christ Jesus. There you go. I hope you got it. <laughs> and so when you think about wonderfully made, listen, when that's translated into Hebrews, it means that you are unique and set apart. You are unique and being sanctified by God for his will. Isn't that wonderful to know? All these years, we've been running around talking about I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and barely knew what it meant. Now you do. Amen? Bless God. See, if you're born again believers, you shouldn't be suffering with an identity crisis. Hello? I know that hit the ground. Let me say it again. If you're a born again believer, you shouldn't be suffering from an identity crisis. Because that God created you, he knows you, and he has not lost a blueprint to your life. <laughs> that made me happy. Amen. See, the Bible talks about in Genesis 1, 27, y'all know this scripture before I even read it. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Church, God created man in his own image. This scriptural passage does not mean that God is in human form, but rather that humans are in the image of God in their moral, spiritual, and intellectual nature. Isn't that wonderful to know? But it didn't stop there. Let me tell you the rest of the story like Paul Harvey. In John, in John 1, 14, look what God did for us. Amen? It said, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father in full grace and truth. And his name is Jesus. You know what I love about that scripture, brother? I love that God didn't leave the world any excuse not to act right, not to do right, not to think the right thoughts. Amen? God didn't leave any stone unturned. Well, God, you, you're not in this flesh, so you don't understand my temptation. What? Did I send my only begotten son? Amen? Tempted in every way, but yet without sin? Man, go on with that noise. No, that's me talking. But listen, <laughs> God knows. God knows and he cares. Bless God. But the God also knows he wants you to be obedient and he wants your life to line up and my life to line up with his word and with his will. Verse number 17, the Bible says this, church. It says, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you would slay the wicked, O God, away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you, they speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you? Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you. I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. What is that scripture talking about? I had to ask myself. Watch this. How precious also are your thoughts for me, O God. King David here 
when he was writing the Psalms, he says, uh, David was filled with amazement and, ad- and admiration and considering how God knew and cared for him. You and I should have that same, same admiration for the Lord. It's to realize that when you feel insignificant, you feel like nobody in the world cares about you, God does. He does. And you know what, church? He's thinking about you. And he's thinking about me. Because he can do that. And he is the one true and living God. It is precious that God should think of all of us at the same time. It is beyond precious that he would think well of us and think so often of us. Hello. That he would think well of us. When you know in your heart of your heart that you have sinned against God, that he would still forgive you and think well of you. Amen? And that he would still love you with an unwavering love. That's powerful, church. It's powerful to know that our lives matter to God. Glory to God. See, King David's hatred for his enemies came from his zeal for the Lord. Did y'all hear me? His hatred for his enemies came for his zeal for the Lord. Not from a personal vengeance. See, some of us, we got good at playing church. I said that earlier, right? Well, I hate them because look at them. Look, look at you. Amen? You're not just supposed to be here. You once, I once, was the enemy of God in Christ Jesus. But when you have a zeal for the Lord, you can sure enough hate the sin. Y'all know the rest of it. And love the sinner. Amen? Glory to God. The Bible told me in, this, in Ephesians chapter 4, verses number 26 and 27, the Bible said this. It says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Hello, church. I know this is not a rah-rah, bump chest, uh, chest-bumping message, but I hope you are getting something out of it today. The Bible said that in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry, because if so, you would give the devil a foothold in your life, in your heart, in your soul. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Glory to God. Church, I want to say this before we move away from those verses of Scripture. Oftentimes, people are not angry at God. They are angry at the people who misrepresent God. Whoa. That's it. See, David's zeal, David's anger and hatred for his enemies came from the right place because of his zeal for the Lord. It didn't come out of vengeance or he would have slewed Saul right away. But because he reverenced the man of God, he reverenced, amen, the position that God put that individual in. He says, I will not touch God's anointed to do his prophet no harm. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. When you learn to have a righteous anger, a righteous zeal for God, and your life is lining up with the word and the will of God, this will make more sense to you, church. It's taken me a long time just to barely understand this. So I don't care how old or young you are today. Keep your hand in God's hand. God will reveal it to you. 
Matter of fact, God will re- reveal the secret places of your heart where you're holding on to anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. And you think, man, I hate that individual. What do you hate in particular? And is it coming from a good place? Yeah, it can come from a good place. Y'all heard me. Or is it coming from vengeance? Amen? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. As we get ready to close, if I could go ahead and have the music up. See, we got there, church. We got there. All that rambling, we got there. Boy, I know y'all like, man, I wish you shut up. My stomach is hungry. My stomach is speaking in tongues. Amen. Ooh, I love y'all. And hey, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all for inviting me back. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm only allowed to come back because of God's grace and mercy in the name of Jesus. And I give God all the glory. Amen. I am merely a mouthpiece, a mouthpiece willing to be used by God for his glory. And he allows me to come out here to panhandle with my brothers and sisters in Christ and know that I'm at home, amen, in our Father's house. Glory to Jesus. The scripture says this, and picking up in verse number 23 and 24, the Bible says this. It says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Can you say, sitting there today, clothing in your right mind, church, can you say, search me, God, and know my heart? Or is there some house cleaning that needs to be done? Can you look to heaven and say, Lord, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Know those places in my heart and in my soul that don't line up with your word and with your will. See if there's any offensive way in me. Am I saying the things that your Holy Spirit is calling for me to say? Or am I trying to mask by using churchy terms and you understand what I'm saying? Am I trying to really get at this person acting like a wolf in sheep's clothing? Amen. And lead me in the way that's everlasting. Lead me, oh Lord, lead me by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lead me, almighty God, someday from earth to heaven. Lead me, O God, according to your holy word and your holy will. If you will, please stand. If you're able to, please stand. Church, as I close, we should live our lives in awestruck and reverence of the one true and living God. Wouldn't you agree? We should always remember that our Lord loves us absolutely. He knows everything about us, and yet he still loves us completely. Our Lord is ever, everywhere, 
at all times, and he knows everything. This is the message today, church. You see, nothing in our life is hidden from God. Didn't the scripture just tell us that? Nothing in our life is hidden from God. You see, our Lord is always thinking about us, and we should always have a heart to worship him. Listen, church, despite what it looks like in the natural, the battle is not yours. The battle against your enemy is not yours. It's the Lord's. You hear me? And finally, church, daily, we should ask our Lord to search us. And if he finds anything that is not of him, we should ask God to remove it as far as the east is from the west. Amen? Search me, O Lord. Search my heart. If my thoughts, if my words, if my actions don't line up with your holy word, I repent, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Because, Lord, in the end, I want to be found in you. Glory to God. I love you. I truly do. Each and every one of you. You said, but you don't know me. God knows you. Amen? You don't know me. Most of you know of me. But God knows. Amen? In the name of Jesus. He knows our anxious thoughts. He knows the hidden sin. That's not even hidden, hidden to him. Glory to God. But most of all, he knows he sent his only begotten son our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to be the propitiation, amen, for our sins. In other words, to die in our place that we might live. Church, I want to tell you why the blood is running warm in your veins. If your heart has been pricked by the preaching of the gospel today, don't let it be said too late. Don't let it be said too late. Amen. We have a response team that's going to come up. And if the Holy Spirit is convicting you, please respond while you still have a chance. Amen? Come to Jesus. I'm not asking you to come to these particular individual. I'm asking you to come to Jesus. Somebody says, I don't feel comfortable going up there and talking to them. I'm old school, baby. There's an altar. Why don't you meet Jesus there? Amen? I love you to life. Let every heart pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Daddy, if I said, done, or thought anything that's contrary to your word, I repent. Father God, in the name of Jesus, for every soul that's represented here today, for every soul that's online, Lord God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would search our hearts, sir. If you find anything that's not of you, please remove it. Take it out and remove it, Lord God. Perform that spiritual surgery as only you can. Daddy, we just thank you that you loved us so much so that you sent your only begotten son to die in our place. That we may die once, never to die again. Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you, almighty God Jehovah, that you are Elohim and El Shaddai. You are Yahweh. You are the sovereign Lord. Father, we give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. 
In Jesus' mighty name, and the church said, amen. Amen. Listen, church, I love you to life. Blessings yours. And that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.